Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. and welcome to Beyond Your Best Plan, the podcast where we inspire you to move beyond what you believe you could move beyond. Let me introduce you to my co-host who will be sharing the mic with me today, Kathleen, whose mission is to guide parents who have experienced the loss of a child suddenly release pain and suffering and live in peace, presence, and purpose Catherine, whose mission is to help others end internal suffering and accomplish their dreams. Claudette's mission is to help people on their spiritual path go from zero to 60, activating their inner guidance to heal and grow. And me, I'm Whitney, and I'm on a mission to help people do work they love and love the work they do. You know, Conflict is inevitable. Combat is optional, says Max Lucado. An anonymous quote says, all great things are preceded by chaos. And then finally, beware of people who believe everything happens to them and never because of them. Conflict, chaos, and victim mentality. What do these three things have in common? Well, they create opportunities for us to learn and grow. And in this episode, Kathleen will lead the discussion of how and why it's important. Kathleen, the mic is yours. Thank you, Whitney. As always, I just love being present here with my soul sisters, the Fab Five, Well, there's three or four of us lately. It's still nice to be with you. I love this subject about dealing with conflict, chaos, and victim mentality. And no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, there will be people in your environment that tend to bring forth conflict, chaos, or victim mentality. It is typical and normal for people to actually start to... to When they get scared, when they start to feel attacked or feel like they're not doing well, they tend to lash out at those who they're insecure around. And so from my experience, I'm I'm actually in the middle of this right now. There is a particular situation that I'm dealing with where there's a number of us, there's about 13 of us in this group that are have a business venture. And there, it's a little bit of a, a parting of the seas mentality right now. There is just under half that are spiritually centered, they're heart centered, they're business oriented, they are intelligent, and 
They want what's best. And there's another half that is also business-oriented, intelligent, and a little disconnected and defensive and chaos-driven. And so I wanted to bring this subject up because I feel like this is really where the the society is right now, that there is almost like a, a parting of the seas where there are a particular group that just can't seem to drop into their heart and lead from their heart center. And then there's others who are, are really using the experiences to grow even more, to to find within their bodies where they're holding limiting beliefs or limiting beliefs and thoughts and programs in your body, to use that to see where those things are and then to work through it so where you can raise your vibration even more. And so I have been working with that. And the reason why to bring up chaos, conflict, and victim mentality is because I'm kind of at a crossroads. So how long do we actually sit in it? How long do we actually continue to keep your vibration high, continue to offer your services? And then when do you decide that it is in the best and highest for all to move forward in a different direction? And that's kind of where I am right now. And so I would love anybody here that feels like chaos or conflict has been part of your life and how you have been dealing with it and what you have to offer to the to society. Catherine, it looks like you're ready to go, so go for it. I am always ready. What a gorgeous opening to this all, Kathleen. I could speak on this with you for days and also be in some deep healing with you for days as we have been in the past around this very topic. And, you know, so I'll, I just have a, I can't take up all the time, but just a couple things that are really popping for me and just full transparency. I'm dancing with this all the time right now at this phase in my life. Just recently opened a business, Fit District, the end of September. And so we're in startup mode. It's a pretty, pretty big undertaking. Lots of different kind of businesses under one roof. A lot of manpower needed, a lot of dynamics, a lot of problem solving happening in these early stages of business, which is very, very normal. And it's also stretching me. And I don't even know the right word, just really causing me to grow. When I say stretching, it's causing me to grow because it's so challenging at times just to be real. And it's a beautiful journey because I'm growing in it. And so, and I'm human. We're all perfectly imperfect. I have moments where I feel completely chaotic on the inside where I must get grounded. I do that with exercise. Sometimes I scream in a pillow to just get this crazy, ferocious release out, like ferocious in a good way. Creating endorphins in our body is a really great way to kind of, my chaos comes from just like these fear spins that I get get into, right? And it's like these fear of failure kind of fear spins. And I know like some of the depth, where the depth of that is you know, around fear of things, you know, falling apart. And, you know, so anyway, using that as sort of a trigger, a knowing of, okay, feeling a little chaotic, I'm a little ungrounded, you know, I got some angst happening, like, 
I need to have some endorphins. I need to maybe change what I'm doing, maybe have a meditation, go in as Kathleen guided me this morning, go in on it even deeper, write about it. So it's really like the opposite of trying to avoid it, right? Which I tend to do, just very real. I tend to go cancel, cancel, delete, and just keep going about my day, right? And when I feel better, when I'm in those is when I'm, start moving my body or like today, this morning, I had a beautiful meeting with another local business. We did a little video together, which really got me in a, a just a more positive state, right? That connection with somebody that that sort of doing this and connecting and serving with someone else because we made a really fun video. So anyway, you know, it's like understanding it. I think we're all at different levels of consciousness and, and doing this and being this and things like that. And for me, I still, you know, am challenged in this area and we're, you know, I have tools in the toolkit that help me and it's a work in progress. It's a journey as it is with most of us, especially when, you know, we're all mission driven women here, like really making an impact and doing things that, you know, change people's lives for the better. And with that, you know, there's a lot of work and our own personal development as well to be able to do just that mission, right? And with all kinds of beautiful dynamics. So, you know, for me, it's number one, the awareness around like what's happening. Ooh, like I'm feeling like chill, like abundant. Things are flowy, flowy. It feels great. Or, you know, I'm feeling a little chaos or I'm feeling like I got some fears that are coming up more often than usual. You know, like let's know where we're at, the awareness of it, the consciousness of it. And then what are the tools to help us come out of that? Because it is no way to live. It is an internal struggle that many people, it takes them out straight up. Like it can be very paralyzing for many of us, like over, like we don't even know what to do, right? Like, what do we do next? You know? And so I think it's a, an awareness of that's happening and it's okay. A groundingness, having some tools to get in, to go in and then come out of that fear spin. So you're not having this internal struggle. And then I'll end on this point around, you know, victimhood and like our problems, you know, I, I you know, it's like, this comes from wanting to be like in a different place or like not wanting this problem or like not wanting this fear. Like, why is it, you know, it's like, so it's like also a grounding. What I always come back to a hundred percent of the time is all of this truly is happening for me. It is a opportunity. This is life, you know, like this is life. It's an opportunity to grow this problem of like, losing this employee that does so much, right? And being afraid of like failing because this one person's leaving. It's like, no, Catherine, this is happening for us in some way. It might not even be clear, right? But that helps me stay out of that victim mentality, that responsibility, the accountability of this is where we're at. And I believe in my faith and my whole heart that it is, we are going places. <laughs> this is moving us forward. It might not feel this way right now in this second, but it is moving us forward somehow, some way. And at the end of the day, that is my internal belief system. It's my internal belief system that 
I will find a way and that these problems are happening for me and helping me become more of me. I remember Claudette saying something profound to me when we were doing a healing session not too long ago. And she said, God is manifesting you. God is manifesting you. And it was so profound because it just helps me go, okay, this is manifesting me even more into the serving leader, the heart-centered leader, the leader that I want to be with impact and just causing people to feel good in this world. That's my why. And I know that these challenges are leading me to that person. So I'll pause there and just, I love you ladies. Thank you. This is such a fun topic. Catherine, you brought up so many good points, but I love the victimhood in what you had to say about this is happening, not to me. You said for me, I feel like it's happening through me. And Claudette said this before as well. It's really happening through us and uh, by us, you know? And so the victim, I really just want to touch base on this victim thing, because if the same thing is occurring with multiple people. If, you know, say I'm the center of this and, you know, one person brings up that I'm being controlling, reactive, aggressive, you know, whatever it is, which is not what's happening, but I'm just going to use me as the example. Then I can reflect and say, okay, what about this is really me? And what about this is their issue? So if it's one person, it's feedback, right? It's always feedback. If there's five or 10 people saying there's conflict, there's aggressiveness, there's lack of taking responsibility, you know, whatever it is, if there's five people telling you the same thing, then it's really a great opportunity for you to say, this is about me, not about them. And what about me is showing up in the way that I get to go deeper into my own journey of shifting the way I show up in the world. How can I raise my own elevate my own vibration so where I can show up differently? And when we become attached to a particular outcome, then the attachment really puts blinders on us. The blinders stop us from being able to see the full picture. And There are infinite possibilities that could be created from exploring internally. However, when you continue to deflect and blame others, (laughs) that's what causes the chaos and the conflict. And so how we show up does matter when there's chaos and conflict and, and the victim mentality. It does matter. Pointing fingers and judging others doesn't make it better. It only lowers your vibration to that level. How we can adjust that is to say, okay, this is a particular vibration in which I don't want to serve in. So what is it that I, how do I want to live? And is is this the actual place that I want to be? And so instead of blaming and trying to change someone else, because that adds to all the conflict, it's really about stepping back and being clear about what you want. If it works for you, great. If it doesn't, how do you address that? Do you address it attacking someone? Or you just say, at this point, this no longer works for me. I wish you the best. And it's time for me to move forward in a different way. So I love everything that you brought up, Catherine, because it, you know, it's like move your body. 
release attachment, you know, the victimhood about all of that. It's just, it's really powerful. So thank you for bringing all that forward. Whitney, go for it. Attachment. We need to detach, right? Judgment. I think one of the things that I wrote down that you didn't say specifically, but you alluded to it is ego. Like a, a lot of time, a lot of times this, the divide that happens that, that comes from the conflict and the chaos and sets us in a place where we're feeling like a victim or victimized is the ego. And it comes from these expectations, expectations that people in situations are going to be the way we want them, the way we think they should be, right? These expectations that we have sometimes communicated, sometimes not communicated. When you first set this up, I, I was thinking, you know, I don't have this as a challenge really in my business life. Knock on wood, thus far, I work for myself. For the most part, I work alone, but I have a lot of collaborative partnerships, right? Like you and, and others. And so at least currently, we're all aligned and it's working beautifully. And I accept that and I revel in that. And so having this conversation, I think, will be insightful should such a thing ever happen. But what I can say is that I feel like I can take lessons from my personal life, right? For in, in particular, the closest personal relationship that I have at the moment, which is my marriage, and, and that I can take lessons from that. And what I brought into my marriage that I can then take from my marriage into other situations, whether it's other relationships, business or not, is really being in a place where I'm in the moment and I accept what is, right? It is what it is. And the more I step into that and say, this moment is what it is, the people that I'm dealing with, and as I'm talking in a, you know, an example, my husband is who he is, right? I am who I am. Anything that I have that's looking to change him, them, other people, right? I have to let go of that. I have to detach from that. And I have to not be judgmental about where they are, where he is, because he is where he is at this moment in his journey. I am where I am at this moment in my journey. And the more I step into that and just accept people where they are, for who they are, the more I see that I find myself in fewer and fewer conflicts, right? I am not conflict-free or confrontation-free, but it happens less and less. And the intensity of those conflicts happen less and less. The other part is that, and to some degree, there probably is going to be some disagreement with this, but I don't care. You guys can think whatever you like. Conflict is inevitable between humans because we're different. It just is. 
the escalation of that conflict, I believe that is something that we control, right? We can control escalating that conflict, but conflict in and of itself is not bad or good. It's like you said, Kathleen, it's feedback, right? And it's an opportunity for us to to do some introspection. And so over the course of the past six months, seven or eight months or so, my husband and I have been in having some couples therapy and working through what really for us are communication challenges, right? We see the world differently. And the more that I have just accepted that we see the world differently, we bring different gifts and talents to the table, right? If we were the same person, there'd be no reason for us to be together, right? But so we each bring something that is beautiful to our relationship. And the when I have, I have let go of expecting him to react the way I react, right? To respond the way I respond. It has made being able to love him in in a way that brings peace, to, at least to me. I can speak for myself. You mentioned vision. I don't know that you said that word exactly, but that's what I wrote down. You know, it's like, what do you want from this situation, right? The the work situation that you find yourself in, the collaborative situation. What do I want in my marriage? And what are the boundaries that I'm willing to set up to say, not in a, and I've changed with this over time. There was a time when I said, I will never let such and such happen. Right. And being so definitive, I think, in making those statements didn't allow for a level of vulnerability that needs to happen in relationships, all relationships that allow people to be safe in who they are. Right. And it was because I saw things. I was like, I will never let that happen. And when I said that, that meant closing off possibilities of other things. At the same time, we have to have boundaries where, and the boundaries, I believe, are more for us to say, this is what I want. This is what I'm holding sacred. And I am communicating this with you in a way that I want you to know that this is sort of where I stand. But it allows people to then make choices for what they're going to do. And I can honor the boundaries without being caustic about it, I guess is the way I feel like at some point in my life, I was very caustic about it. I can honor those boundaries I can honor the boundaries that I set and do it in a loving way, in a giving way, and then be willing to say, if this is not working, which you said, Kathleen, right? If this isn't working for me, maybe now is just not the time. Not judging you as a person. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with you, but this is not working for me. 
This isn't serving me. And therefore, at this time, I'm choosing to remove myself from this situation. But that still allows me to say, this is what it is. You are who you are. I don't hate you. I don't wish you any will, but this is about taking care of me, right? My boundaries are about taking care of me. And where we can agree, we can move forward. And where we can't, we'll have to have some conversations to try to work through it. When we can't work through it, then I'm going to lovingly just remove myself, whether it's for a moment, extended period of time, maybe it ends up being a lifetime, right? So it depends on what's going on. But the question that you sort of put out there is, when do you let go? And ultimately, I feel like when the peace For me, I will say it when I feel like my peace is disrupted, but it goes back to what is it that you want, right? What is your vision? And for me, peace is the thing. I want to live in that place where I know that I've done my best, I've given my all, and if that is being disrupted, for me, I'm saying then I bid you adieu. Farewell. Peace. That is the ultimate word, I think. And really the boundary discussion of what you said, Whitney, is a very good discussion to be had because the boundary is not saying get out. I'm going to set this boundaries on. It's not a hard stop and rigid. It's more about, okay, so what is feeling right for me? And not feeling like you have to defend your reasoning or having to be right. You know, that's what causes more conflict and more stress is instead of having to be right and proving your worth or proving that you're right, um, you get to be what feels right for me. And if it doesn't feel right for you, that's okay. But let's have really transparent conversations that are authentic and vulnerable. And if it isn't on the same page, if it doesn't seem to be in alignment, then you can choose from that point to move forward in a different direction or not. You know, it's totally up to you. It's about choice. Where ego comes in, you know, you talked about it, it absolutely is true. Ego. Ego comes in to say, I have to be right to prove my worth, to prove that I know, to prove, like, it's about proving and defending. Because you didn't have a voice when you were a child, because you got criticized because you spoke up or whatever it is, there's a limiting program there. And I really love this conversation and I've gotten a lot out of it, even for myself. And it's just more clarity for me about what feels right for me. And if it doesn't feel right to continue in this collaborative way, then there's another, there's the or better, right? I know that all that has happened is really through me and it is an opportunity for me. And I am truly grateful for the experiences I've had thus far because it's shown me where I still had some limiting beliefs about myself. And it also has shown me that certain energies are not in alignment with me. And thank you very much. Now I get to move forward. So Claudia, I would love to hear from you, sister. Hello, ladies. 
you know, this is my jam, right? Like this conversation, when Kathleen was like, I want to start this conversation, I'm like, let's do it, right? Because there's a few things going on, and I just loved hearing from all of you. And, you know, clarity is one thing that we need, right? And how do we get that? When we're in a situation where there is conflict and there's a lot of different energies intersecting, you know, let's go behind the surface. Let's go beneath it into what's actually happening. Creation is happening. And so you have all these belief systems. And the reason why there is conflict is they're not in resonance. Okay. And so, okay, what do we do about that? Well, the first thing is blame no one. Blame no one. I don't care if they're being a dumbass. Blame no one. Try not to judge them as a dumbass. Okay. Right. So that's important because if you judge them as a dumbass, dumbass comes back to you. Whatever we judge comes back to us. Right. And so let's try not to do that. But, you know, let's say someone's doing something. I This is a perfect conversation because I had this with a family member. I'm traveling California for three weeks or two and a half weeks, getting ready to shift my ticket. We'll see. But I had a conflict with a family member because a spiritual belief of mine hit up against a spiritual belief of theirs. So I'll go through that example because it just happened. In the past, I would have gotten very upset. But how do I move from getting very upset to just being in peace in the midst of conflict. And how I did it was I began to have an understanding life happens from me. And Kathleen had said through basically same, same. And I was like, well, if it happens from me, that's a really hard pill to swallow when you first start to adjust to it. And your ego will go, no, 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 no. Right. But our ego is very fragile. You know, Kathleen also mentioned the proving of the ego. See, we feel like, oh, I'm not worthy. I don't deserve this. Not enough. But that's only ego. See, the ego will never be enough. The ego wasn't created to be enough. The ego will never quite even be worthy because it wasn't created to do that. It was simply created for you to individualize from universal spirit, the originating spirit. That's all the ego is for. So when We're casting our awareness and we think we're our ego. It's very limited and fragile and it will get offended at the drop of a hat. It will get upset. It will be everything. And this is where for me, the practice of truth has really cleared this up because as the conflict is happening, I'm moving into truth and I'm asking, what do I believe that is allowing it? And people go, Claudia, you're not living in reality. You know, this is happening to you. No, it's happening from me. It's a resonance of frequency that goes out and it couldn't even be completed unless I had a belief in resonance with it. So creation is transmitter receiver It has to be a matching frequency or at least within a range that's acceptable, right? If you were looking at a scientific experiment for it to happen. So the biggest thing I would say is what do I believe that put me in this situation? And everybody here is serving me to show me bullshit still in my subconscious. Thank you very much. It may be uncomfortable for me. It may make me twist and squirm in my seat. But if I really understand what's happening, you're showing me something, an aspect of myself that I might not even like, 
right? And so if we do that first and we allow the truth to rise in us on that, so the belief rises, then the truth comes in per universal law, then what begins to happen is the monkey bullshit may still happen, but there's such a deep peace in us. At that point, we gain clarity because if you think about it, when we're upset, when we feel trapped, when we're in the emotional spin, it's really hard to connect to you know God within, right? It's just that emotional spin just kind of blocks us. And then our ego, we're trapped. We've lost money. We've done this. Oh, my God, what's happening? Like it's a little shit show, Tasmanian devil type situation. Then you feel, oh, my, if you can just stop that emotion and I say put it in a jar. Don't stuff it. Like that never works because it's always going to come back up even stronger. So stuffing it sucks. It doesn't work. Put it in a jar. Allow that energy to move out of you. Put a lid on the jar. You can look at that jar. You don't ignore that jar. And then you go, huh, okay, I'm the creator of my experience. Regard in these, all these people, I consider everyone to be part of the play working together. We all show each other the depth of ourself. We mirror it. And so as I was in this conflict because of the differing spiritual beliefs, I was being accused of quite a few things. And I was sitting there going, wow, in the past, I would have been really upset. And I just went, but I'm not going to complete the creation of what's happening. I was just like, I'm not going to feed energy into it. I'm not going to complete it. And I'm just going to go into eternal love. And I just went into eternal love. Then I asked for infinite wisdom, knowledge, understanding. And by the end, it was like two hours of because I don't believe like they do, nor will I ever. Okay, so it was like and when you've reached a level of freedom, you can't go back. It's like throwing a hamburger away and going back five days later in the trash to try to take a bite. It just doesn't work. And I was like. And so I, but I was sitting there and I was going, but within the core of their being, God sleeps. Within the core of their being is the divine. Within the core of their being is actually love. And just because their ego is like, I was like sitting there going into just love. And I was, I was starting to see it ending with hugs. I'm like, I'm the creator of my experience. And I kept asking okay, what do I believe? And I would get truth. And then the conversation, it's so cool because this is demonstrable. Like, you know, I don't believe anything that I can't prove in my life. Now, I will believe first and test. I will go, okay, let's try to test this. And I will gain faith in something or I will discard it if it doesn't work, right? That's like a scientific experiment. So I was just testing. And as I got truth, I could see the energy shifting, shifting, shifting. And I was like, everything happens from me. So this is me seeing where I am. And thank you for this conflict coming to me. And I can sit in peace. And I was like, way to go, Claudette. You've done the fucking work, right? Like it was like, yes, because it would have bothered me for months in the past. And so in the things that were said could be considered very, very mean, you know. So but I was just sitting there and it ended in hugs. It ended with me just going, I love you. I didn't give it my power. 
And so now let's go into, I've been in projects and partnerships and the more people that are in a project, if you haven't appointed someone that has the final say, it can become a shit show. And you've got like, you mentioned 13 people, you know, everybody's bringing in their own thing, everybody's part in. Ah, so there needs to be a leader, someone who has the final say that is strong enough to stand and that has a really good background in business and what's going on and an understanding in the spiritual aspect of it, too. And without that, and there can be voting that the leader allows everyone to have a say, but there always has to be a final. So I'm all about active leader, partner and silent partners. I'm all about things like that because I've been in the shit show, right? And if everybody thinks they're leading, it's going to be really, really kind of hard to come to an agreement. And what's happening is the different beliefs are hitting up against each other, the different experiences. We, everybody sees the world through the lens of what they believe and everyone's creating. And when there's conflict, those energies aren't matching. And I would say this, use it as a gift first. Instead of getting upset, use it as a gift and go, I'm going to use this to continue to give me feedback until I can stand very strong in this situation. When I am at total peace, now I gain clarity. And and at that point, I go, if this is meant to be for me, let it be. If it's not, close the door and nail it shut. Right. And then I ask to be able to move into the wisdom, knowledge and understanding of what the next step is. And at that point, I ask for truth to guide me. And we could even do the water technique. You can take some water. You can speak into it and go, what is the answer for the highest good of all for my next step concerning whatever? And you can put it you can write it down on a piece of paper, put the water on top of it, go to bed. And when you wake up, drink the water. And trust that the answer will come. And this is part of the universal law of ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Expect that answer to come to you. Don't hunt for it. And then you will know your next move. And if you want to take it even further, see the resolution. So we see the end from the beginning. Don't worry about how it happens. See the end from the beginning with everything at peace for the highest good of all. And then at that point, all the power of the universe will come to you to assist. It's like all these energies for goodness start to come. And if you just know victim, I think uh, Catherine mentioned victim. Victim is a trap of the ego and the ego feeds on conflict. The ego feeds on suffering. And that's how we reinforce our false self. Right. And so let's starve that part of ourself. There's a part of your ego that actually can be in alignment with it. And that's the individualization. I call that the super ego, but the little lower ass ego, you know, you can starve that. <laughs> and, and that's the part that never feels like it's enough or worthy or anything. And it's all the suffering. You can begin to go, no, go to the corner and freeze, right? You, you can visualize it in your mind and freeze it in the corner. And then you start to go, what is for the good of all? And how can I stand? I'm going to stand in the power and truth of who I am. It's not my truth, though. It's not your truth. It's the truth of who I am. Who are you? God, little G. And you know what? God doesn't get overwhelmed. God doesn't get offended. God isn't a victim. 
God is very strong. And so how do I begin to be in alignment with that in an authentic way at the depth of my soul without trying to pretend I'm strong? Because if I'm not strong in a situation, I will tell you. I will say, at the moment, I'm not strong. So we have to not pretend. We have to be willing to face the raw reality of where it is at the moment, right? And then we can shift into that which we desire. So clarity, ego out of the way, no blaming. We're not victims. I refuse to be a victim of anything. I don't care what it is. I refuse. And then knowing that there is that higher power within you that can navigate anything and will resolve it and is looking for the good of all. And another thing I would say, if you're working with a group, begin to visualize the power of the primordial eternal truth rising in them. Begin to you know light that flame and visualize that in all of them and see that everything is in harmony in the end. Even if it's harmony with half the group left, whatever that is, harmony in the end. And so I just see it as an opportunity. Everything is feedback. The world is showing me the bullshit in my soul. And I'm like, bring it at this point, you know, and because now it's an opportunity for my soul to evolve, expand. And I just become better every day. And, you know, that's it. I mean, I'm like, and always remember love because eternal love clears up the distortions and so then your personal experience in it, even if there's a shit show happening, your personal experience can be one of love and then distortions are cleared up. So, yeah, that's what I would do. <laughs> Such amazing feedback, Claudette. I so appreciate what you say. And, you know, everything you say is exactly what has been occurring. And it's just amazing that that we're all in alignment here One thing that just the feedback is no blame no one. I love that because blaming no one releases the expectation that someone needs to be fixed. Because when you're projecting out to someone that they need to be fixed, that means you believe within you, you need to be fixed. And no one needs to be fixed. We're all where we are. And we're no better than anyone else. We're just a different energy vibration. That's it. So we get to continue to improve and grow our our souls, our soul as we're here in the human form. And there's no one to blame because we're just in different energy vibrations. So thank you all for joining us. And I'm going to hand this back over to Whitney so we can close this up today. As usual, I walk away with pages of notes and insights that some are reinforcing and some are wake-up calls, right? They're clarion calls that says you need to step back and look at things in a slightly different way. Um, So as we wrap up, um, or before we wrap up, I I want to offer you, Kathleen, an opportunity to share with the audience, what you've got going on. I know you've got some great things coming up and just share with us what's going on and how we can get in touch with you. Thanks, Whitney. I have this great retreat that's coming up in March, March uh, 11th through the 18th. There's still time to register for parents who have lost a child suddenly mostly and if it's someone that's lost a child and just haven't been able to get move through it 
then please connect with me. And all you have to do is go to KathleenL.com, go to the retreats, and you can see what's happening. We would love for you to join us. I am super excited about being able to help people move through their grief. You do not have to suffer unnecessarily. You don't need to be fixed. And there's nothing to feel guilty about. So I look forward to anybody who's interested in connecting with me as you start to deal with the chaos and conflict in your life around grief. I can work with you one-on-one as well as the retreats that I am hosting. So thank you. If you are in that space, I highly recommend that you reach out to Kathleen. I've worked with Kathleen. Catherine's worked with Kathleen. I think all five, all the other four of us have worked with Kathleen to some extent and you will certainly not regret it. So, and it's in a beautiful location to boot, right? So check her out and we want to thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond Your Best Plan. If you have not already, please rate and review the program on the platform that you listen and join us either on our Facebook page or Facebook group. Uh, We have both Facebook page and a Facebook group and our Instagram page. So we'd love to hear from you what's going on in your life and let us know what you're learning here. And if there's something you'd like for us to cover, a topic that you would like for us to cover in the future, please drop us a note and let us know. So thank you for paying attention to the conflict, the chaos that may be a part of your life. You get to choose how to move through that, move with that. Remember that life is happening for you, is happening through you, is happening by you, and you do not have to be a victim in the midst of that. So until next time, take care. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.